With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy. We're in Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games 2022. I'm Michael. And I'm John. And from the moment the Birmingham Bulls stole the show in the opening ceremony on Thursday night, we knew these were going to be a great games. Maybe slightly on budget, and arguably rightly so during a cost of living crisis. But the second city is buzzing, and there's another week of sport to come. Coming up, if you've been busy watching the Lionesses for the past few days and weeks... Never fear, this podcast will bring you bang up to date with what you've missed at Birmingham 2022. Well, hello from Birmingham, where the city has really, really enjoyed its first weekend. The opening ceremony, I think, just set the tone. It's been received pretty universally well. Great acclaim, certainly here in the city, where that mechanical bull has now come out of the Alexander Stadium and it's now a city centre tourist attraction and they have a petition already to keep it there permanently. The games, well, they've not been perfect. The usual teething problems with transport, with tickets, with security, standard multi-sport big event issues. But the venues, well, they've delivered some terrific atmospheres and we've also seen some great sport. I witnessed a world record in the pool last night. That proves the Commonwealth Games does attract some of the very best athletes. I really enjoyed the men's team gymnastics. I thought Joe Fraser was unbelievable. Showed great resilience to lead Team England to that gold medal here in his home city and just a fortnight after fracturing his foot as well. The triathlon, I was there to see the first medals awarded. That was great. Special mention for a very poorly Georgia Taylor Brown, who despite feeling pretty ill, pretty rough, still battled through to win a silver. So importantly, I think the city, the wider West Midlands region, they seem to be enjoying it. There is that feel-good factor. If you've ever been to a multi-sport event, you'll know what I mean, that feel-good factor that comes with hosting. If you're coming, I think you'll have a great time. If you're not, well, you can get online. There are still some tickets remaining. Yeah, well worth doing. And the sun has been shining as well on Birmingham, which is always great to see. And we'll hear from 
Michael mentioned there about the triathlon. We'll hear from Alex Yee coming up in this podcast. Also, some of the other big names uh, who've been winning medals over the last few days. Ben Proud in the swimming pool. Uh, Gianni Regini Moran from the gymnastics. And Friar Morrow as well. Maybe a name that you might not have heard before, uh, joins us, the weightlifter. Uh, well worth listening for that one. Some of my best bits so far at Birmingham 2022. You can't beat the 3x3 basketball, the countdown. They go 10, 9, 8. All the crowd are going. It's amazing. And it goes 5, 4, 3x3. Very, very good. Uh, the New Zealand team who play basketball are nicknamed the Tall Blacks. Just amazing. Uh, always can't be a marathon. It's so weird when you see the whole city close down and just a runner slowly running, not slowly, really fast, running past you, but on his own because he's made a breakaway. And we saw uh, Kiplagat, the uh, Ugandan winner, uh, running around the streets of Birmingham pretty much on his own for the last few. Went the wrong way uh, here and there as well, but uh, in- incredible. And talking of Birmingham, the screens and the squares, there's so many dotted around Birmingham, not just one huge place, which I think can be a bit kind of, especially if you've got kids and stuff, can be quite imposing, but just small squares, Brindley Place being one of them, Victoria Square is a bit bigger, but lots of places where you can, down by the bull ring, there's a screen as well where you can sit and watch the action and feel like you're part of something. So let's hear more from some of the stars of the show, the athletes, of course. And Alex Yee was the first gold medal of the Games for Team England, winning the men's triathlon, adding this gold to Olympic silver and gold in the team event. Well, Alex, congratulations. What does it mean to be the first medal winner of these Games and for Team England? Yes, yeah, a bit of a fairy tale to be honest. Um, yeah, hugely honoured to first of all be part of the the, the English team, uh, and then yeah to, to perform the way I did, and and yeah for everything to go so well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, just I think this today I just feel extremely proud to be a triathlete because I never dreamed I'd yeah race with so many different nations, and for me there's always been so many barriers to entry to to our sport. So for for me to be able to race with country yeah these kind of countries is it's amazing for the development of our sport and those guys are just as pioneering as i am i guess what can you tell us about the race today because you had to do it slightly the hard way as ever with you yeah definitely i mean i was chasing from from the offset which uh which made it interesting but i just tried to race my own race and just focus on my processes and and race the best i could and i knew that i was just staying calm and, and making sure i didn't do any rash decisions or do do anything too quickly so i felt yeah, very much calm and under control. And I'm sorry for Hayden that he got his penalty. Um, it would have been a great race at the finish if, if not. So hopefully we'll have a battle again at some point. And finally, from me, a bit of a delay, but you've finally had your podium moment. Can you sum that up and describe it for us? Yeah, it was really special. I mean, uh, for, for me to finally be able to, to do a major championships, firstly in front of my parents and in front of a crowd as well, is really special. So I, I just feel, yeah... Yeah, hugely honoured to be to be kicking off this Games, I guess, in such a positive note. And I'm sure there's going to be so many other great sporting moments over the next 11 days. Team England dominated the para-try events as well, winning gold in the men and women's race just an hour apart. Dave Ellis and Luke Pollard putting their Tokyo trauma behind them from the Paralympics. 18-year-old Katie Crowhurst and guy Jessica Fulliger ensuring it was an English double as well in Sutton Park. Three golds in gymnastics and three golds for Team England, with Jake Jarman winning the all-round men's title after helping the men lift the team title, including Joe Fraser with a broken foot. Here's Gianni Regini Moran. It's uh, it's incredible. Words, literally, I can't I can't put into words how I feel right now. 
you know, we've worked so, so hard over the past few weeks um, in training, coming together as a team. And we knew all we had to do today was do what we'd done in training and we'd get the results. And uh, the crowd was unreal. You know, I think the crowd lifted us even more, gave us those high spirits, those team spirits that we had. And um, at, at some points, the crowds even gave me goosebumps before I'd done my routines. And uh, they really, really did help us on today. Take us inside that team dynamic. How tight a group are you? We're all, we're all like family. We're all like brothers. Um, you know, we train together when we do camps, when we do prep camps. We're all together like one tight family. We're all like brothers. And I think that's so important because that's, that's why we have such a good team chemistry. And, you know, we can just come together no matter what, whether we're, whether we're doing good, whether there's some mistakes. You know, we still want the best for that person. We still want the best for each other. And, and that's, you know, so good that we can be like that. Take us through competition then. Obviously, it's a real long day for you guys. I imagine you're pretty shattered at the moment. Yeah, well, you'd expect we'd be tired, but actually, you know, because we've just won a medal, I feel quite, uh, quite on a high right now. So, um, But yeah, it's, it's been a long day. Um, competing late in the evening is quite hard, you know. We've been waiting around all day, um, and we've kind of just wanted to get it done. Um, and obviously, the competition was quite slow itself, so there was, you know, times where we was getting quite cold and having to make sure we stay in that zone because um, it was quite easy to zone out and, you know, just get distracted by the noise. And we, we held together as a team and, you know, we, we come out on top. So, And not done yet, of course. This is just day one and just day one of competition for you guys. Yeah, so um, we've all made a final. Um, I think actually Team England, we've qualified first on every piece for every final. So, um, yeah, we've got a good couple of days ahead and, you know, I'm going to recover now. I've got floor vault and the parallel bars, so hopefully I can you know do well and, and go for a medal and we know you've had serious injury battles in your short career to date so to be on top of the podium and to win in the home games what does that mean I feel like it's been a long time coming um, you know I had an amazing junior career winning lots of medals um, and now actually finally as a senior I'm starting to see the results you know I'm working hard I've been working so hard for this moment and actually finally the results are starting to happen so you know I'm a, I'm a big believer of trust in the process and, um, you know, everything happens in, in good time. Well, congratulations and thanks for your time. Uh, thank you, thank you. Sandwell Aquatic Centre has been dominated by Australia in the swimming so far. No great surprise there. But Duncan Scott of Scotland reversed the 1-2 from the Tokyo Olympics, beating his British teammate and England's Tom Dean in the 200m freestyle final. Adam Peaty's back and Ben Proud is the fastest man in the world in the pool, having won the World Championships a couple of weeks ago. He won gold in the 50m fly. Well, you've just received the medal, heard the anthem. Can you try and sum up how... That has all made you feel. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's an unreal feeling. Uh, eight years ago, I walked into this, into this and uh, walked away with the gold medal. And I was saying before, like, you know, when I was 19, I was very self-conscious. I was, wasn't very confident in myself. So I couldn't really soak it in. I was too nervous around the big crowds. But, you know, tonight to be able to stand there and, and see the crowd standing up for Jerusalem and just feel everyone, you know, supporting me was uh, significantly special. And uh, to see my mum on the big screen as well, that was quite quite a thing as well I'm, I'm just super happy they were here to watch first up tonight how aware of the atmosphere are you when you're doing your job swimming normally not at all uh, but I dove into my race I was doing the processes and I got 35 meters I could just hear the crowd you know start roaring and I, I, I knew at that point like I was doing well keep the job going get your hands on the wall uh, so that really did boost my confidence and uh, lead me on to do a bit dig a little dig a little bit deeper yeah, you kind of hinted at it there. You guys always use the word process to guys like me. But when does emotion kick in? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tricky, especially on an event like 50 Fly. If you, if you let emotions kick in too early, you slip the water, you, you, you don't do what you need to do. And, you know, we come here to do our job and we've done it. And now it's time to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, to see the crowd supporting us in this way is, is really special. And to do it at home crowd, you know, that's something I probably won't be able to do for the rest of my career. I'll, I might be gone next time it comes around. So to have that experience and to be able to do that was something that I can look back on for the rest of my life and say... I've done it. Yeah, we all have those moments, whether it was London 2012 or Glasgow 2014, Rio, whatever, where people think back, legacy is the word that they use. Do you think people might have that moment about you tonight? Well, you know, I'd hope so. You know, but for me personally, like, this is my legacy swim. This was the reason I started swimming was to be a 50 fly specialist and to have won it in 2014, miss the opportunity in 2018, but to come back eight years later and retain that title again. That confirms to me that I've been around for a significant chunk and that all the hard work and the time that I've dedicated to the sport, it's not gone to waste. And uh, that will be something I can go home tonight and really reflect on and, and be proud of because uh, you know, I've not super, been super proud of myself in, in points of my career, but this is something I can say it's done, I worked for it, and I, I feel like I deserved it. Well done tonight. Congratulations. Thank you. Some of the sports already finished. The Rugby Sevens is over. A record number of people have bought tickets to watch the women's T20 cricket competition at Birmingham 2022. In fact, they've broken the record set by the uh, Women's T20 World Cup in Australia in 2020. 150,000 tickets have been sold. The previous record, 136,000. And Freya Morrow won bronze in the women's 53-kilogram weightlifting on Saturday night at the NEC and caught up with Michael the following morning. Can you describe what you first thought of this morning when you woke up for me? I haven't slept, if I'm being honest. I've had about three hours sleep. I think I'm just still really high on the adrenaline, so um, everything's still sinking in, yeah. Talk us through yesterday then. I mean, did you wake up and think, right, today's the day, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to win a medal at the Commonwealth Games? No, I... I was still fully focused, but I tried to just keep my day as normal as possible. Um, like I, I still went and supported one of the teammates and still had my meals at the same time, did a little bit of work um, and then just got ready to compete. Is it difficult to try and not get caught up in all the hubbub and emotion of a big multi-sport event like this? It is, yeah, but I think I'm really good at controlling how I'm feeling, so it, it's not that difficult. Okay then, so you get to competition, talk me through it. How did it unfold? What was going through your mind? How did the emotions go? <laughs> um, it's really hard, this question is really hard because you just, when you're there, you just forget everything outside of what you're doing. Um, the main things I was just concentrating on is just doing what the coaches told me to, to do and then going on the platform and doing the lift. And where does this medal rank in your achievements to date? I mean, numerous British records, obviously, but is this something that's a notch up? Yeah, this is the top, 100%. <laughs> and how important do you think it is for you to now try and use this platform to encourage more people to come and, and try your sport? Uh, I think it's really important. I, I don't really think a medal should encourage people just to try the sport, like Olympic weightlifting is amazing and I think everyone should try it anyway. Um, I think getting the medal just gets the, sport, the sport's name out there a little bit more. What attracted you to the sport then to start with? Um, I did CrossFit first. Um, so I didn't even know about Olympic weightlifting until I tried CrossFit. Um, and then I liked the feeling of being strong. So just stuck at it. 
And where did you go? How did you start? Uh, I found a little CrossFit box that was around the corner from my gymnastics uh, club and it's just gone from there, really. And when you started out, I can't imagine you ever thought that maybe you'd be on this stage, did you? No way. I started CrossFit to lose a bit of weight and get fit and now I'm at the Commonwealth Games. So it's all just feels like it's just happened. So it's a Sunday morning. There'll be people probably going to their CrossFit class right now listening to this. What would you say to them? Try lifting heavy, (laughs) but just have fun doing it. Like the sport is fun to do itself. So if you're enjoying it, then that's the main thing. So no sleep last night and any partying at all? Not yet. I'm waiting for the rest of the team so we can all go out together. Thank you very much and well done again. Thanks. Thanks. So it all began with a bull, one of the stars of the opening ceremony, as we heard from Michael, now firmly at home in Centenary Square in Brum. Team Scotland's Mickey Yule carried the flag on that night for his team. He's a Paralympic bronze medalist from Tokyo in powerlifting. He lost his legs in Afghanistan and was flown back to Birmingham after his injuries in a coma to receive treatment at the hospital in Birmingham. What is it like when you're told that you've got the opportunity to lead your nation out? That's an immense honour, firstly. I've seen some of the best athletes that Scotland's ever produced do this before, both in Glasgow and the Gold Coast, so it's a massive honour. Uh, I feel the responsibility, both uh, Kirsty and I, to lead the team out tonight. Uh, it'll be amazing for me, it'll be make my family proud and hopefully it'll make the whole country proud. So we'll lead everybody out, we'll get everybody feeling that warmth of the crowd and the energy and then we're ready to compete. And have you and Kirsty discussed any kind of technique? Is she going to be relying on your, your power? I don't know what the technique is because it's quite hard to wave a flag with two people holding it. So we'll come out, we'll give it a big wave and then I'll probably, Kirsty can have a big big go on it and I'll, and I'll wave the flag after her and then we'll, we'll just do whatever we feel with the crowd. But it's a, it's a massive honour and a, honestly it's a, it's a highlight of my sporting career to, to be doing this tonight. When you talk about honour, can it be a performance advantage? Because you must go out there tonight and feel ten feet tall. Well, you do, and it brings everybody straight into the mood. We walked in in front of about 60,000 people in Glasgow in 2014, and I'm sure uh, the Birmingham crowd will be just the same, and it will be packed, and you feel that energy, and you want to bottle that energy up, store it away, use it for maybe any last training, and then absolutely open that uh, bottle up for competition day. You've always been very open, honest, and candid about about your story. What, What can you tell us about your background, your story, and why Birmingham's important? Well, it is strange to be back in Birmingham. I flew into Birmingham in a coma in 2010 from Afghanistan and now I'm back here trying to win a medal for Team Scotland and also being the flag bearer, so it's full circle for me. Uh, I don't know if it's the end of a chapter or if it's just another chapter in the book, but it's good to be back. I've got a lot of fond memories of Birmingham and the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham saved my life, so I feel like I'm representing them as well. Yeah, there's such important work being done in Selly Oak at the hospital, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And you know what? They've got the best surgeons in the world, especially when it comes to traumatic amputees. And I owe them everything. So I've, I've, I've came into Birmingham on death's doorstep and then I'm, I'm going out tonight as a flag bearer. So it means a lot and I'll hopefully represent everybody in Birmingham as well as Scotland. Can you sum up what it means as an honour? It's just massive. It's massive for me, massive for my family. It's something that you never think of, you never dream of. But if you've got the opportunity to do it and actually you find yourself being selected... Uh, you take it and, and, you, and you drive it forward and hopefully uh, the team can get inspiration from me and Kirsty and we can draw a name for inspiration everybody can succeed and then obviously competition starts everyone comes to win medals don't they yeah absolutely uh, I've came fourth twice 
we always come to medal. I, I, I medalled in Tokyo. I've medalled at every major competition except for the Commonwealth Games. I'm not injured, which is massive for me, and I'm ready to perform. So it's, it's medals only. That's the only reason I'm here. There's a set to complete from the sounds of it. There is, there is, and he's ticked off. It's been bugging me for about eight years, no joking. Uh, fourth place in Glasgow annoyed me for about two years, so we're here to, to do the job, and me and my coach are we're tunnel-visioned on that medal. Have a great night tonight. Brilliant, thank you. This is Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy, and do follow us as we continue to track everything happening here at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Podcast Network.